Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, and it's Cyber Monday. People are spending money left and right. Black Friday just happened. Uh, I don't know what the death toll was for 2018, but it's okay. Uh, How are you doing, Bren? Just too much money. Just this last week, I've just unknowing, well, no, knowingly, but just unpreparedly, that's a word. It is a word. Spent just too much money. <laughs> um, I bought a Switch, but the Black Friday deal was like, buy a Switch at full price and get Mario Kart 8 for free. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, it's 60 bucks I'm saving, so why not? And then just the taxes on it in California ended up just canceling it all out. So it's like, I still spent like 40 bucks or something on like taxes and like shipping alone. Oh, so sure. It's kind of like, well, fuck, I guess that doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, gonna be buying a few uh, games for it. So, n- because the Switch is so popular and Nintendo has just such a strong loyal like fan base, they don't need to waver. Uh, all the games are barely any cheaper. Oh man, though that's just huge news for you to get a Switch. I feel like we need the air horn sound effects. Like this is just great. Everyone's got one. Basta, the fucking p- proprietor of the Switch, the pioneer who defended it early on he completely 180 though and is just like i don't want one. Oh, he just doesn't like happiness he just doesn't <laughs> want to enjoy anything um, fair but yeah so i gotta switch for smash you know that's that's the thing that finally pushed me over the edge of just like fuck it i gotta get this um because i'm li- i'm actually looking forward to the single player like the weird sticker world they had i'm still not crazy about the like knockoff characters you play as like oh you fight guts man but he's not actually guts man he's just mega man reskinned and like has yeah. a certain skill set that still kind of seems pretty lame to me a little but, but it's it's neat a uh, mechanic i don't know i think it's just a way for them to use what they have and give you like a whole nother mode yeah to keep it like fresh like at least it's not just just a reskin it's like mega man but he uses grapples more or like he uses throws and he doesn't shoot as much like so it right. changes how they play um, it's just kind of like, eh, it just, I get it, but also it kind of feels cheap, but we'll see. I mean, I've, I've heard it, it's more than what people expect it to be. And, okay. You know, no one's really played it. Most people have played on like demos and stuff. It's just single matches. So maybe there's more to it, but I look forward to just playing it and, you know, getting back into that with everything now. Like I've missed out on the Wii U version. So the few times I've played with friends, I could not get a handle on half the characters in that, like Cloud and Bayonetta and all the Fire Emblem characters I know none of. Yeah. Um, so it'd be cool to like get a really good handle on that and playing Ripley and King K. Rule and just all those dumb, dumb characters I'm really excited for. So I'm probably going to be buying that probably today just to get it early because I know pre-ordering is dumb, but I want that as soon as possible. Yeah, no, I'm on the verge of pre-ordering Kingdom Hearts 3. I just don't know which retailer I'm going to get it from. Probably Best Buy, if that's a thing. It's, yeah, I don't know about Kingdom Hearts 3, but definitely, like, became which one offers the better pre-order bonus. Like, GameStop and Target offer different stuff, especially for all the Assassin's Creed and Gods of War and all those types of games that really just loaded heavily on the pre-order bonuses to get as many pre-sales as they could. Uh, Like I said, Nintendo's got enough loyalty. They're just like, you'll pre-order it. And we're not going to give you shit. <laughs> well, no, you get Piranha Plant, which, ugh, he's dumb, but I'll look, I'll play around with him for a bit. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if there's uh, any of them, or like a special edition that I'm not 
aware of that's like a steel book or something. I, I should look into that, but it's probably a lot more money, like special editions always are. Yeah, I'm almost guaranteed there will be one. I just don't know if it'll be at launch, because I feel like some of those special edition stuff comes out. Like, you get the initial launch, you get all the sales from that, and then it dies down after, like, three months, and then they do the special edition one and kind of bump sales back up a little more. So there might be, like, a special edition one, you know, four months after release or so. Yeah, that's, like, this current uh, edition of Kingdom Hearts. It's the story so far, I think it's called, which is, like, all of... It's literally every Kingdom Hearts in one PlayStation 4 package, or, like, it's... 1.5, 2.5, 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8 all together in one. And it's that's it's annoying because like I would have bought that like had I known they were gonna package it that way in the future for so cheap because mm-hmm. you are actually saving money doing it that way. But instead I have 1.5 and 2.5 as one game. That costs 60. And then I probably got what? Uh 2.8 at 60 or 40. I don't honestly recall. But either way, you're still looking at all of them combined for $40. So I'm like, damn, I wish I could have got on that deal. But it's it's basically getting anyone who was on the fence and is still like, I I, I see these trailers for Kingdom Hearts 3, never played the games before, it looks fun as fuck. Uh, that'll just like get those people to spend their money. Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if it didn't work on me. Like, I think Sly Cooper is a franchise I never really gave a crap about uh, while I was coming out. And then there's rumors about a fourth one, which I don't think ever actually came out. Um, oh, damn. Yeah. That was like a weird, like, oh, man, like the new one's coming out. It's going to be crazy. Or like, I think a movie was coming out. <laughs> I forget. Um, well, there's like a Ratchet and Clank movie. So I think it was in line with them because yeah. I don't know if they're the same studio or like they were around the same time and similar game, associated animal platformer. And yeah, there was just like the Sly Cooper bundle where you get the whole trilogy. And I was like, ah, screw it up. You know, I'll buy that for 20 bucks or whatever and get three games. One of the games I'm looking at for the Switch is Bayonetta 2, which will be great on the Switch. Um, but you also get Bayonetta 1 with it. So I was like, oh, that's a good deal, except I already played Bayonetta 1 and I don't care to revisit it. It's a fantastic game. I absolutely love it. But I have no reason to go back. I'm not the time trial type that like goes back and tries to perfect it like you and uh, Mark and everyone. I am just to a degree, not extremely, but I will if it depends on the game. like Maybe like Mirror's Edge and stuff. Yeah. So I'm not worried about that, but I've heard... You can get Bayonetta 2, the physical copy, but then if you download it, it's like, it takes like two days to download Bayonetta 1 and 2 for whatever reason, because I think the Switch just caps it off at a certain level. Oh, damn. Of like downloading. But stuff like that, where I'm like, yeah, I'll definitely, you know, the Crash Bandicoot, if I didn't play them already, like, yeah, I'll get that bundle. I think those are great deals to, you know, if you mess out on franchising, you get Devil May Cry like 1 to 3 for 45 bucks. Like, hell yeah. But the, you know, the downside to that is you have to, you have to have missed the peak of those games by like five, seven years. Yeah. To the point where no one talks about it or remembers or anything. So you're like, oh man, I remember you talking about this. Now I can talk about it. It's like, what? Huh? (laughs) Who? So, but yeah, those are good packs and look forward to getting all those for the Switch. I was also going to get a Hollow Knight, which is exactly what I was saying. It's a game everyone was talking about. For like a good three or four months, and now no one is. But now it's real cheap, so. That works. And that'll keep me busy for fucking ever. That game's apparently just so massive. Well, do you have any interest in Breath of the Wild? Oh, yeah. that I mean, that's a given. So that's okay. also one that'll just 
give me the problem is all the games i want for the switch are ones that are easy 60 hour plus there's no yeah. like small game so i mean smash might be the smallest one and that the replayability of that's just infinite so i know what you mean yeah it's it's tough that i'm trying to go through my steam backlog right now and not buy any more games for steam and then i just bought a new console so I'm going to have to buy a bunch of new games for that. <laughs> so. Hey, you're in a good position as a gamer. Uh, yeah, got a lot on your plate. There you yeah. go. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is it was my fiance's birthday recently, so I bought her a copy of Spyro, the remastered trilogy, and it's just a super nostalgic series for her. Well, specifically, she says she's played the first game probably beat it and the other two she doesn't remember as well so she it's going to be like a new experience for her yeah and i sat down and watched her play and she ended up playing for like over two and a half hours it was really fun just like yeah. she was kicking ass getting so much progress uh 100 percenting these areas i was like she definitely remembers and like and the graphics are it's ever all the hype is legitimate like it's it's fantastic it's very nostalgic i was even like as she was playing i'm thinking to myself i did play this game as a kid i'm gonna wonder how much i actually remember and she'd like turn a corner uh unfreeze this dragon and i'm like this is the guy that teaches you how to fly and, or, and instead of flying you actually just glide around mm -hmm. um the mechanics feel good you can uh the one thing she was not a fan of was the camera's control of the inverted uh, like uh, automatically yeah. inverted but you can just go into the settings and change that so i did for her and it just like changed her gameplay immediately she was just like uh adapted better <laughs> i was gonna say with those like platform collectathons it's almost a requirement that the camera has to be atrocious it has to be <laughs> so terrible you can't collect everything just because you can't see it because the camera gets wedged in a weird corner well, it makes me wonder, was Spyro, like, a, a game created in Japan or something? Because I know a lot of the games there would, like, automatically invert the Y camera. Uh, no, I believe it was originally made by uh, PlayStation and, like, Studio Santa Monica. Okay. Maybe? Yeah, I believe it was... Uh, I can research it, but it might take a second. Oh, yeah, it's all good. But no, I you're probably right. So it just... May, I don't know. It At least for hers, it, it defaulted to that. So that was an easy fix. Oh, it was uh, originally made by uh, Insomniac Games. Who oh, did, Insomniac. Speaking of which, uh, did all the Ratchet and Clank games and uh, recently just did Spider-Man. Gotcha. That's right. I think it normally does the inverted stuff a lot for flying games, like planes and stuff. So when you're gliding... They're kind of like, oh, you're flying, so let's invert it like automatically. It's like, eh, you're you're running around for like eighty percent of the game. You're flying for like twenty. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that kind of is a complaint that I noticed was on a couple. There's this one challenge that she was trying to complete where you have to get eight different object. Oh, there's four types of objects, and you have to get eight of them each as you like, and it's a timed event. Um, and as you like get each object, it adds plus three seconds to the clock. So, uh, there's these treasure chests you have to go down and collect. There's these barrels on a train you have to burn with your fire breath. Oh, this and, level, yeah. Yeah. Th and then there's these planes you have to burn out of the sky. And then you also have to go through these arches, uh, that are like just dispersed throughout the, the water or the mm -hmm. ocean. Um, so it was definitely a challenging event and she ended up doing this for maybe like a solid half hour plus and like by the end she's just like yelling and getting so frustrated and i was like <laughs> thinking to myself oh this 
this is video games. This is great. I'm glad she's having a good time with it. But it's also like, this is a birthday present. But she does admit she's really enjoying it. But it's funny that it could also bring that out of her because she's not usually like an angry person. But this game uh, was just getting under her skin. So she's like getting super close. She's got like this uh, path down and she's going through like this narrow passageway to get the treasure chest to start off her run. And occasionally, I don't know, I feel like it wasn't even her uh, controlling it incorrectly. I think like she would just hit these weird invisible walls. Like I would see it happen and then he would just fall out of the sky and and then into the water. And if he touched the water, it uh, makes you retry. So yeah. it was just like, damn, a, a couple maybe like collision points or like hit boxes or i don't know how you want to describe it or like just popping out of nowhere on occasion in that level specifically that she was running into but uh, the funniest thing about it is and she almost doesn't want me to tell this story on air because it's embarrassing <laughs> but it's because she was like if i give this to you you're gonna get it in like one try aren't you and i'm like i don't think that's the case i had never played this in a long time so i'd have to like uh get used to the controls um and she's like well i'm gonna shower but you can try to because i need the this is the last thing she needed to 100 percent this one area i'm like all right let me try it and i did the first two three times i just fell in the water because i'm like man i don't get these controls but then literally by the fifth time, like before she even was getting in the shower, I was like, you might want to see this because like I was just on a fucking roll <laughs> and I just was like, boom, 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 boom. And it was like the final thing. And she walked over and watched me do it. And it was like, congratulations. And I was like, and she was like, and Smack the thing the is, I, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I was, I said before it happened, I was like, would you be mad if I did this or would you be <laughs> impressed? And she was like, I would be impressed. Both. And then after it happened, she was like impressed, but no, she was more mad. I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> What I lied. I yeah, so that was a goofy little I remember, Yeah, I remember with those levels specifically, it's almost like a rhythm game. You have to get all of this, like all of those, there's like four or five different types of objects you have to get in that level. Yeah. Um, and they all flow naturally to the next one, or they all circle the same path over and over Exactly. Again. So it's kind of like you have to get them in that rhythm or all at once, or else you fuck it up. So if you like get some of the planes... And then start getting over the arches and then the treasure chest and then the barrels. Now you don't know where the last planes are because that's you ruin exactly, the yep. path they take. And that's how you like mess it up. So you got to do it like just one by one and do it all in sync with how it flows. You are 100% right. And there was a few times where I was seeing her run into that exact problem. But she did have a good rhythm going for the most part. So and it just I, I was thinking to myself, my rhythm for that level was treasure chests barrels, planes, arches. Because save the arches for last, because they're mm-hmm. the worst. Yeah, I think they were like the most spread out. Exactly. So, uh, but watching her play this game, I she's playing on her own P- PlayStation account, so I'm and unlocking trophies on her own. So I'm looking forward to doing it myself at some point. I, it just reminds me that I don't have too many memories with this game just a few so i'm i'm eager to beat the game and move on to the other two games that i don't think i i did play either so me and her are kind of in the same boat unfamiliar with the sequels i think the second one's pretty straightforward like it's it's you know a sequel it's much like the first one and then the third one gets weird where it's like it's spyro and his whole cast of crazy character friends and he plays (laughs) all them so it's like the Yeti who has a big club and super strong and then the penguin that can fly and then the, the cheetah that had skateboards. It was weird. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one 
to play for the first time and not having memories of. For sure. That sounds wild. So I'm interested in that. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like, oh, I really like this character's levels and I despise this character's levels. So you'll put off playing those ones for as long as you can. Yeah, but there's just something, I don't know, uh, that I enjoy about those style of games. It makes me feel like uh, Banjo-Kazooie, it's just very much a collect-a-thon, and it's just uh, rewarding when you get 100% in a certain area and can move on. Yeah, it scratches that itch in your back of your brain of like accomplishing something, the yeah. you know, reward and task. Exactly. So I do recommend Spyro Trilogy Remastered for sure. 40 bucks. I heard a bit of... Eh. I'd say it was like a mild annoyance that became a controversy by the response uh, with Spyro. Oh, what's up? There's no subtitles. Yeah, that's so interesting. You, you can't turn them on or off in the menu. Like, there's just none. It's not oh, in the game. That's such an easy one. I wonder if they can fix that in an update. Well, because, like, someone pointed out, like, the game's been made for over a decade. Like, the script's all there. It's super easy to make subtitles for. And, um,. When people got annoyed with this, because some people are, you know, either deaf gamers or hard of hearing gamers, or, you know, I put subtitles on most games anyway, just in case, you know, a dog's barking in the background of my building, and, you know, it's just easier to read the stuff than hear it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, people were pretty annoyed. of like, hey, where are the subtitles? Like, this makes, you know, it much harder for some people to actually play this game. And um, the studio's response is basically like, yeah, we'll do better going forward. It's like, no, that's not... That's not a response. Like you can fix this easily, and they're just like, "Eh, no, we'll do, we'll do it next time." And I got people kind of annoyed with them at that because it's just like a yeah. real shitty, shitty, like passive aggressive, like blow off of like we don't have to address this. It's like you can easily address this. Yeah, that so, sucks. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I was gonna say it doesn't ruin the game, but it does for some people. I see. Yeah. So, but otherwise, great game. Definitely. Um, trying to think. Uh, it did make some more progress in Kingdom Hearts. Um, in fact, it just uh, one thing I want to say is just fuck the Pirates of the Caribbean. I like, absolutely hate. <laughs> we can this all goddamn. agree on this. Oh well, dude, it sucks because okay, the first. Don't get me wrong. The first movie, love that one. Uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. It just everything about that one just feels right. The music just makes you want to be a pirate. You're like, this is cool as shit. Um, but then. In the world, though, of Kingdom Hearts, the way they use the game mechanics, I feel like on paper it sounds cool. I'm sure they're proud of this level and why it's more challenging, but like, I absolutely, it's just so infuriating. (laughs) The game mechanic is these pirates that you run into can either be zombies or uh, just regular human looking. And Mm -hmm. what triggers that is the moonlight. So if they're in the moonlight, they become zombie people. And if they're not in the moonlight, they're regular. And the only way you can deliver damage on these people is if they're in the moonlight and they're dumbass AI characters sometimes just like wander off into like a shadow area and they're there for like fucking two three minutes and you're like dude and like you could like try to lure them out and it's just a giant pain in the ass and it's I don't know and then the reason that's frustrating is later on like a boss that I'm currently stuck at and I'm gonna probably try to take a stab at it later tonight is this one enormous heartless that there's uh the chest of Cortez's gold is like right there and he can like suck up all the different gold pieces and have like possession of them and and the only way you can attack him is with magic which 
already sucks for me as like a, a player of Kingdom Hearts. Like I always focus my Sora on his strength and like defensive skills and like kind of let magic to the wayside. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on your play style, I guess. And that's just how I play. So when it comes to a battle like this, I'm fucked and I'm like, oh, God damn it. Uh, but in order to attack him, I have been using the spell Thunder and then he drops a bunch of the coins. You can go gather them, but he has such like dick maneuvers as far as like these tornado moves where he just like sends you flying and you have to gather all the coins up and get them to the chest and, and hit triangle to like kind of put them back in there. And there's a, a counter there. So there's, I think, 882 of them total. And there's moments where, like, you have 881 in the chest, and this oh. motherfucker has a goddamn coin. And they're I so small, so you can't even... Sometimes it's really hard to even see where it dropped. And he keeps picking it up because you can't find it in time. It is so fucking frustrating. And the way that the mechanics of that boss battle works is you can... Okay, you gather all the coins. Uh, you you wail on him for a bit. You gather all the coins a second time. It's like a little harder to get the coins back from him. The third time, he gathers all 882 of them, and you have to just slowly, repetitively grind and get them from him. And by then, both your teammates, Donald, Goofy, or Jack Sparrow, depending who you have rotated in, all of them are knocked out. They're, they're not healing you. You're using all your magic up trying to get this guy to drop coins. I am just frustrated and gonna gonna say like it's probably my least favorite level on Kingdom Hearts 2, but I do like the franchise sort of. I never even saw Dead <laughs> sort of. I, that well, I never saw Dead Man's Chest. I just remember the end of the second one where it's like, oh, that guy's still alive, Barbosa or some shit. So and fuck him, he was a hard boss too, but I did end up beating him. They never really explain how he comes back. It's kinda like, no. yeah, he's back, don't worry about it. It's like, oh, okay. Um yeah, those movies are, they grossly overstate their welcome. Um, <laughs> and Johnny Depp's just devolving more and more into an asshole. He always yeah. was, but it's just getting worse. Isn't he um, the titular Grindelwald? Or of this new the fantastic crimes beast? crimes of Grindelwald, Gimmergall. Yeah. <laughs> it's just apparently, like, just not good. Like, even beyond just, like, you know, milking a franchise for all it's worth, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, apparently people were just seeing it being like, it's just bad. It's just a bad movie. I don't know. I, I didn't really have any interest in seeing it. I definitely don't want to now. Yeah, um, me neither. It, it definitely looks like the trailers are trying really hard to be like, it's good, but I'm not, I don't think it come. is. Yeah. I haven't even seen a trailer for it. I don't know. I feel uh, like they're just showing their best CGI moments for sure. They're like, this is what we spent the budget on. Besides Johnny <laughs> Not Depp. the acting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Inversely, I hear Wreck-It Ralph 2 is apparently fantastic, which that also caught me off guard. I thought that'd be kind of just a mediocre, like, sizzle in the pan, you know, keeping the franchise alive. But apparently it's actually pretty good. So well, that's good. if you go into the movies, see Wreck-It Ralph and not Crimes of Jabberwocky or whatever. Oh, Grundlewad. That's what Travis McElroy called there it in the, one of the latest Mibim Bam episodes. That was really funny. Yeah. So, yeah, that surprised me. But, eh. It's not right now. It's not a great movie time, so it's usually post uh, post Christmas is better. Then we got into yeah. the Spider Verse coming up, which I'm pumped. Oh, that does look really good. I'm super excited about that. Um. Anyway, oh, yeah. video games. That's yeah. why we're here. 
that's the thing. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've been playing. Not too much. Is there, or is there anything else that you've been playing that you want to talk about? Or should we go into some news? Maybe some Cyber Monday deals if there's anything. I'm not sure yeah. if you're going to get lucky or not, listener. Yeah. I mean, it could be might, too late by the time you're listening. Too. Probably by the time you're listening, it's already too late. Luckily, though, they're, you know, because it's cyber and, you know, online, they don't have to close the store or, like, cancel the shipments to the store or whatever, cut the deals off. Like, so it's devolved from, like, Cyber Monday to just, like, Cyber Week. Oh, okay. A lot of places just keep the deals going on for a long time. Some did it early. Like, when I bought my Switch, it was before Black Friday or before, like, the Black Friday deals even started. So, I don't know. Keep your eye out. It might still be going on for some places. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I finished uh, Shovel Knight. Sort of, pl- I picked up a uh, Lethal League Blaze with a buddy of mine. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, it's like twenty twenty five bucks, so it's not expensive, and you know it's probably on sale right now. Steam's got uh, all the Christmas and Black Friday sales going on soon. Um, but that's a really fun game, and it's basically uh, four pl- up to four players, extreme squash. So for anyone who doesn't know, squash is like that like snotty rich person's game where a uh, sport oh. where they go into like a big white room with like tennis rackets and just play wall ball like just hit the ball against the wall and it just goes around so fast like if it hits people it'll like break their hand holy shit i didn't it's, know they get that intense uh some do i doubt most games do but like the ball is not soft so I, I wouldn't want to get hit by it um so it's basically just that as a video game and just like more insane so uh you get like a bunch of crazy characters like a robotic crocodile uh candy man guy with like a cane and a top hat just this big weird mascot head um i think one of them one of them is a boombox like robot but it's called doombox uh he's kind of like the villain for it that's cool and you just hit it around and you can't actually hit the other person you just hit the ball and then the ball hits that person and you know if it does enough damage they get knocked out and it's real simple controls. There's only, like, three actual, like, combat buttons. And then the rest are just, like, taunts and stuff. Um, so it's, like, pretty simple controls. But it can get, like, really intense because the ball goes really fast. And you got a little speedometer at the bottom of, like, how fast the ball's going. You know, it's not accurate, but it's, you know, a video game. But, you know, it starts off at, like, five miles per hour or however fast. And it goes up to, like, a thousand plus. And by that point, you can't even see the ball anymore. You just have to swing and pray to Christ that you actually hit it. Because if it touches you, you're dead instantly. Oh, shit. And it gets it gets real chaotic real fast. And uh, just me and my buddy, like, just one-on-one, it gets pretty intense. And then I was playing, like, the story mode where it's, like, 2v2 teams. And then four v like, one for, uh, for a free-for-all, like, four people playing at once. And then the final boss, which I haven't beaten yet in the story mode, is pretty much any time he touches the ball, it ratchets up, like, 200 miles per hour. Like, each hit is an additional 200 speed to it. Jesus Christ. So, just, like, after two hits, you can't see the ball anymore. It's just, like, (laughs) so intense. So, it's really fun. Like, I'm I'm surprised because... I filter out sports games from Steam because I just do not care about them. And I couldn't actually find it for a long time. Like, I tried hunting it down and I had to actually take the tag off. Because it's not just, like, it hides from recommendations. Steam just doesn't let you see those games anymore. Like, you just can't find them even if you want to. Oh, shit. Um, But, yeah, it's real fun and it's it's pretty cheap and definitely good, like, 
uh, LAN game, like local co-op. You can play like on the same computer or online. The online uh, servers are great and stuff. So it's it's intense and you can get real heated with it because it just it's going so fast. And if someone hits, you can counter it, and then you can counter that. And each player has a specialty move, so it's it's real cool. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm actually really interested. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, what else? Oh, before we started recording, I was playing a uh, Origami. Oh yeah, love it. Yeah, I played that on PS4. Game. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's like twelve or thirteen chapters, and I'm on like eleven right now. Nice. And it's it's pretty solid. I think someone gave it to me. I I forget if I bought it or not. But it it just feels very reminiscent of like a 3D Mark of the Ninja, but a little jankier. Okay, that makes sense. Because the last thing I did before uh, I stopped playing for today is I was just walking across a bridge, and there was no railing, so the character just walked off, fell into the water, died, and it just reset everything. Oh. So I had like 80% of the map cleared and was ready to go on to the next one. And he just like stepped close to the edge of the bridge, kind of glitched out, and like shook for a while and then fell into the water and it just redid everything. So I was like, cool, that that's <laughs> enough for me. I'm going to take a break before I Ouch. smash my keyboard in half. So yeah. it's, it's, it's enjoyable. It's clearly a small indie team. There's, yeah. It's definitely not polished. I found a, uh, one area where there wasn't a giant door that was supposed to load that just you know blocks you off from going down a path. So I was like, oh, cool, I guess I'll just go over here. And they're like, oh, there's a little river and just a blank square where just nothing was. <laughs> and I just fell through it, like through the <laughs> earth. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's happening now. Oh, man, that's amazing, actually. that I love when you like find exploits in games where it's just, or not exploits, but like fuck-ups. It was, it was like a glitch, but like it didn't, fix itself like the door didn't reappear after i died it just like that's it was just a blank square that you would just fall through the ground um so yeah i don't i don't like blame them because they're in a small team it's hard of game course to make. and that uh, happens but it's yeah. just like i don't know that is funny in my opinion yeah it's brutal because it's a one-shot kill like with every guard and stuff so it's just like that can get real frustrating if you just mess up a little bit or a guard like happens to be right around the corner it just kills you instantly and you have to redo everything yeah um, oh true yeah but I found the easiest way for me is to, uh, you can get scrolls, which give you like ability points, and you can unlock more abilities with those. Yeah. The f- best way I've seen so far is uh, you can unlock one ability, which makes you uh, dissolve bodies so people can't find them, which, you know, helps you being stealthy. But then the upgrade after that is if you do like a special kill move, you kill the guard, get rid of their body, and then you get a shadow technique point back. And shadow techniques are, you know, special moves that require a certain amount of, uh, you know, points to use, a certain limit to it, because it's so yeah. strong. So I unlocked that immediately. That way I was able to regain shadow technique points, like, very early into the game. Yeah, that's really good advice. I think I did similar on my first playthrough, because it is, like, a really good perk. Yeah, anything that like lets you acquire resources faster or more easily is always good to get really early on because it's it's meant to be later but if you get it early on it makes everything else easier and then uh there's other perks where you get like a crow that shows you where uh certain uh objectives are and then you get the final perk for that it shows you where all the scrolls are to get those uh ability points yeah and then after that i just upgraded my kunai which are the ranged attacks which you can kill instantly with those so 
this is our first three things I upgraded, and I don't feel like I need anything else. Like, everything else kind of feels tedious. Like, it's harder to use that ability than it is to just throw a kunai at a guy across the, you know, map, and then when someone goes to investigate his body, I just, you know, suck them up and steal their shadow technique points. Yeah. So, I feel like I kind of uh, cheesed it. I kind of, like, abused the game in that way. No, but no, that's, like, a valid methodology of, like, making your character badass enough to be able to kill them in one go and keep progressing. Yeah, it, it's clearly, you know, they intended it to be used. I'm not cheating or anything, but it feels like the meta of it, and it feels like everything else is kind of futile. Like, it feels like I'm min-maxing in, like, a D&D character, where, like, oh, I picked my race to maximize my uh, classes, like, proficiencies to maximize my health points. It's like, ah, oh, it's no fun being, like, the strongest in everything. I know. I feel sort of the same way in my playthrough of Kingdom Hearts 2 right now, because it's also on critical mode, so you start off with a shitload of AP and all these extra abilities, which is awesome, but it does feel a little overpowered. But then again, I'm also like 100%ing everything as best I can, so I have as little uh, backpedaling as possible. But currently, I'm getting all sorts of treasure chests and AP boosts and strength boosts. And I always, every single boost that I can get, I give to Sora because I'm trying to make him like the most badass Sora there is. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I do feel for a lot of, for the majority of the game, I feel overpowered, but then there's shit that's out of my hands. Like this stupid ass boss. That's like (laughs) got this mechanic where it's like, Oh, well if I have coins, you can't do any damage to me or unless you're using magic. And it's like, Oh Christ. So there's stuff like that. That still does make the game very challenging. Yeah, some battle or strategy that no matter what level or skills you have, it's something unique to itself. So exactly. it's always going to be difficult. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm way overpowered with that uh, stuff in Aragami, but it also because it's a one-hit kill for me. Like, some of the guards, with, like, the bosses take multiple hits, and because it only takes one for me, uh, it doesn't feel as broken, but I don't know. kind of takes the fun out of it. I'm trying yeah. to, like, do other ways, but there's like one where you have to sneak up on the guard and put something on his back. But if you're that close to him, he sees you're there and then hits you. So it's just like, ah, it's getting to the point where I'll try different stuff and try and be stealthy. It's like dishonored. And I try different stuff all the time. And then eventually I just get so frustrated from dying so much. I just say, fuck it. And just do the easiest one with like all the ranged attacks. And I don't have to get close to anyone. Yeah. But eh, that's the back and forth I have with all stealth games. I I try to play stealthy and I'm just kicking in the door, going in loud and, you know, you don't have to worry about witnesses if there's no one left alive. Yeah, no, I like playing guns blazing sometimes. It's uh, good that there's that option. Yeah, I actually did much better in Metal Gear Solid Five by going in guns blazing. Like, I got much better rankings on my missions after just killing everyone. But, yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much what I've been playing lately. Um, and <laughs> when I bought the Switch, it was like, oh, you get free shipping. But if you, uh, you know... Or uh, get shipping like two a uh, week later or so, we'll give you twenty five percent off. It's like, well, it's it's free, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's and true. Then, <laughs> of course, the two day shipping was bullshit because they're like, oh no, it's it's coming a week later anyway. So tough shit. It's like, well, guess why'd you even ask if it weren't even going to pick the one I chose? Yeah, right. So, um, so yeah, those are all the games I've been playing now, and then probably by next episode, I should have my Switch and be playing. At least Mario Kart. I don't know what... I haven't bought anything else yet, but at least Mario Kart by then. Very cool. Yeah. Um, 
Was there any news we want to touch on before we maybe wrap this episode up? Uh, short one for Cyber Monday, but yeah, no real deals that I want to shout out other than I think at Walmart you can save six bucks on Super Mario Party. <laughs> yeah, I might be getting that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I honestly think the best deals I've seen so far were PlayStation, PS4 with Spider-Man and PSVR, like both 200. Oh, totally. I think those are the best deals. So... Let's see, news-wise. Uh, oh, I've been watching She-Ra. The new She-Ra cartoon came out on Netflix uh, oh, not too yeah. long ago. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah, I saw you post that. Because there was, like, a eh, degree of controversy. I, You know, degree, you know, controversy in quotes because it's just fucking little man children being pissy about She-Ra, you know, being different and not wearing a big flowy dress or something. It's just like, f- fuck off. They're just complaining yeah. about the design. There's no okay. actual controversy. It's just people with their opinions being assholes. Like the internet is. Um, I was just going to say, is we expected this. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely enjoy a lot of the character designs. Um, parts of it feel a little bland. Like, some of the character designs are definitely stronger than others. Uh, the story's kind of run-of-the-mill of, like, Hero finds out their, you know, their side's not actually the good side, and they're the chosen one, and they have, it, it feels very reminiscent of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Um, just like the plot elements, the points are hitting with the story. Um, so I feel like the story's not the strongest point, or at least the overarching story. But some of the character and the character writing is really good. Um, and then overall, the designs are most of them pretty good and pretty stellar. Uh, very uh, inspire or I guess influence. Yeah, I guess influence is a better word. Um, okay. It's very clear that it was like very strongly influenced by like by Avatar: The Last Airbender and like Steven Universe, and they don't really go to lengths to hide that. It's kind of like, yeah, we were influenced by this because these are good shows. Got so, it. Um, a lot of the characters are very reminiscent of Steven Universe, um, which is good. Um, and yeah, I think overall, I, overall, I enjoy it more than I have complaints. Like it's you know seventy percent or so, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend people giving it a shot. It's not amazing. It's not like, oh fuck, this is the best show ever. I'm gonna go nuts over it. It's just a, but it's gonna be very good for like little girls who is definitely their demographic. Yeah, um, and kids. It's definitely a good show for them. Okay. And yeah, I enjoy it. And if anyone complains, like people are complaining about this and uh, the new Thundercats reboot, saying like, oh, it's not as good as the old one. If if you're saying that you haven't watched those recently. Because old He-Man, old She-Ra, old Thundercast, those shows suck balls. They are terrible shows. Yeah, I, n- I never liked them when they were airing when I was younger. I don't know. They're not good. Like, everyone remembers the intro to Thundercats because it was done by Miyazaki, which was, the intro is fantastic. No one's disputing that. The actual show and the actual content in it is awful. Those shows, were, <laughs> those shows were only created to sell toys and were done very cheaply and reuse a lot of the same stuff. It's very bad animation, very bad cartoons. Oh, shit. So, this is a Brendan's hot take. We don't have music for it. Sorry, people. <laughs> that, every time I talk, it's a hot take. It just, it'd be redundant. That's to true. Have a yeah, good point. But yeah, those old cartoons from like the early 80s are awful. Go back and watch them and try and dispute that. Um, <laughs> Put yourself through this awful content. Just yeah. like you're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I'd say 2000, or 2011, I think, Thundercats. That was good and no one watched it, so you can't complain. Um, and New She-Ra, very good. Uh, I hope they get more stuff because it's definitely got the, you know, first season uh, struggle like every show does. Where it's okay. gaining its footing. 
And I think once it's gained its place and once it has like confidence, like, yeah, you guys are renewed for another two seasons, then I can think they can do really interesting stuff with it. Um, but it's, it's good. Definitely recommend it. It's only like 13 episodes. Very cool. Uh, what else? Oh, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts are getting into a little trouble with, uh, Belgium. Cause Belgium's one of the few, uh, cities are cracking down, uh, Belgium a city or country? I forget. A country. Yeah. It's country. Uh, it's cracking down really hard on loot boxes and like loot crate systems. Like, uh, most notably with like Overwatch and all of the other shooter games that have come out recently. Um, but Overwatch was like the big one that pushed it over the edge. Or no, Battlefront 2 was. Um, and then Overwatch got pulled into it. Oh, that's um, right. But I guess so. Some of, I don't think it's like Kingdom Hearts 3 and like Final Fantasy like 15 or like the big titles. I think it's the smaller spinoff titles that have like loot crate systems involved. Yeah, so mobile like, titles? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm not too sure. Um, but apparently those are being, uh, those games just aren't even being allowed in Belgium because of it. Because they're so integrated into the game that they can't just be easily taken out. They're just like, all right, then we won't sell your game in this country. Yeah, I still haven't uninstalled Kingdom Hearts Union. It's it's Union X, but they want you to pronounce it Union Cross because it says cross no. in parentheses. So I'm like, uh, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross is the one that's in trouble in Belgium and probably yeah has some kind of in-game purchases that I've never even acknowledged. Yeah. It's like Hunter x Hunter. It's like, oh, you're not supposed to say the X. Like, then why is it there? Yeah. Don't put it in there if you don't want me saying it. Um, yeah, I figured it was like the mobile versions because both of these franchises, I mean, arguably they're the same franchise, uh, but have so many of the spinoffs and like the mobile games that have all these, you know, loot crate mer- microtransaction stuff in them. So sorry if you're in Belgium and you want to play those games, but yeah. the government's protecting you. More. Quote sad uh final fantasy news it's something you posted uh final fantasy 15 character dlc was canceled Just uh it's gone. yeah that's a bummer they are still releasing one of them though uh episode arden will be released uh i think they said march of 2019 so or let me double check that uh and I yeah think march that's, 2019 i think that's like the last dlc at least foreseeable because yeah. the director is also uh resigned after over this yeah, he left the company in October, so damn. Yeah, He's starting his own company, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I remember you playing this game. I never got to it. Uh, I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy guy. We, we both love 9, but that's probably where most of my love for the franchise dies. Yeah, um, this but- one I think would get you back into it, though. I felt like I was in a similar boat where it's like 9 is my shit, I really, really enjoyed 15, and I do need to get back to it knowing that all these DLCs have been released that I have yet to play. So there's so many games I need to revisit. I want to revisit Spider-Man, the, those DLCs, now there's two of those. And I think I even purchased the Horizon Zero Dawn DLC and only played like 10 minutes and was like, I'll get back to it, and never did. <laughs> so like, there's that already. So hopefully, I, I do get some time off this winter for the holidays around Christmas, like that week. I'll be mm-hmm. really trying to get some gaming done and maybe I can talk about any of that stuff. Yeah, I'm interested to see because um, I definitely heard a lot of like praise for Final Fantasy 15 when it came out. But after people sat with it for a while and kind of you know went back with a you know, revisit it with clean eyes, they kind of looked at it and reevaluated and just like, this isn't that good. And like people were kind of tearing it apart more and more. Um, so I'm curious to see if you'll still have that. Uh, I watched like a, I guess the best way to call them is like a video essay 
kind of breaking down 15. Um, and the guy definitely had like an agenda. He was definitely going at it, you know, with an already negative bias before he even started playing it. Sure. But he also was able to like, you know, accumulate all the different stories and like all the controversy and stuff that happened during the making of it where they were like, they were working on it for 12 years or something, or they said they were. And then like seven years into it, they scrapped everything and started fresh over again. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the same stuff reused and some characters clearly had an intended ending, but then their story was cut out completely. So now they became like very arbitrary and useless, like NPC when before they were like the main character of the story and stuff. Um, so I'd be curious if you, I can send you a link to that. If you watch it and see if you agree with some of what he's pointing out, because uh, some of it was definitely like his opinion, but then a lot of it was like just factual of, you know, I think this might be the third director of this game that has quit while making it. So there's definitely some, you know, production issues going on. Yeah, they're definitely buttonheads. That's weird, man. And it's such a, I don't know, I it was an enjoyable experience. I'm sure story has some flaws to it, and it isn't like anything, I, I don't know, not like stellar. I don't think it deserves like 10 out of 10, but like 9 out of 10, I might give it. I really did enjoy it. And, and it's tough. I guess I still do think Final Fantasy IX is in my heart still better a better game than 15 but 15 there's something about it just the open world feel that feel to it and the fishing there's a lot to it it's very enjoyable mm-hmm. and I, I would agree with nine I, but i've only played seven twelve i think and nine and then like maybe some of ten uh i hated 12 or maybe it was 11 I played like all the or, or like one through six. No, I one through four for sure, and those were all good, but like also just super dated. So yeah, uh, four not as much. That was still really enjoyable. Um, I played whatever the last one on PS2 was with Van. Vans was the main character. Uh, oh, twelve. I, I think that was twelve. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to switch to more of a Kingdom Hearts combat style, and I just hated everything about it like <laughs> because i also something i love about final fantasy is you get like a weird crew of characters like in nine where the main character has a tail and then vivi's a black mage and then freya's this rat person who's like a uh dragoon uh and then queena is god knows what and then is also a blue mage and you get all these different characters right and then in 12 it's kind of like yeah we got a playboy bunny and that's it everyone else <laughs> is human it's like all right this is boring yeah, that's so, that's a bummer. The way they the direction those Final Fantasy games have gone after nine have just gotten more and more uh, disappointing for me. Um, but I've gone back and replayed seven like three years ago or something, and without the nostalgia of playing it in my childhood, it's definitely good. I could see definitely how it could be groundbreaking at that time, but I don't think it deserves like the you know this unanimous title, like, agree-upon title of, like, best Final Fantasy ever deserves a remake that's, epi- you know, episodic remake modern. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. It's definitely good. I don't think it's the best, though. Like, it's there's a lot of problems with 7. At least I thought so. That makes so, sense. That's yeah. from a outside-looking-in kind of perspective. Um, I also really like in Kingdom Hearts 2 how Vivi is a character, because I run into him every now and then. He's just adorable it, like the, you get to hear his voice or I'm i don't not sure like if, it i don't oh, like that don't? Vivi. that's oh, a bad okay. Vivi. i don't like that one. Oh, i kind of do it's he's adorable and just cutesy but also like a badass if needed yeah i don't know just he's got like a weird like weirder hat now like it's too busy 
the designs in Kingdom Hearts are too busy. There's too much shit going on. They all have so many fucking buckles and zippers and belts. And it's just like, calm down. Relax. Yeah. Take a breath. Get out of Hot Topic for about 20 minutes. What so I don't just, like is how he's in a like a little street gang of people and like I guess like he's like the lesser of them all. They all kind of just seem like he's just like little pushover and I'm like, dude, he's a fucking wizard. He'll burn you up. That's why this the dynamic I loved in Final Fantasy Nine where everyone was kinda like, Oh yeah, Vivi's like the little kid and I think he's supposed to be like mentally like a nine year old or so in the game. Like he yeah. still is a kid. But then Steiner's just like, Oh fuck, this is a black mage, like show respect. He'll burn you alive. Like so there was someone always rooting for him in your own party, even yeah. if it wasn't, you know, Zidane and the main characters. Granted, I'll, I'll fully admit, I have nostalgia for Final Fantasy IX, so that's why I think it's best. But I, because there's so many games and so many people played them in their childhood, I think it's impossible not to have, you know, a bias for, you know, the rose-tinted glasses for your favorite. Um, but I, I mean, that's why I think so many people think Seven's the best, because I don't think it is. Yeah, I hear you- a lot of great things about seven, uh, Six and uh, Eight. Yeah, eight. But I haven't played those, so I don't know. So you're with me that nine's the best. Yeah, I think it definitely is. Yeah, but once again, you know, we played those as kids, and you know, I I bought it again on PC and I played it recently. There's there's some problems with it, um, but you know, being an adult and knowing how to play the game properly now, it's I was able to overcome them easily. But the just what I like about fifteen two is just the modernness about it is like the graphics like it just feels so good to just hop in and play. I feel like I might have to load that up shortly here just to get back into that and see what DLC I could get next. Yeah, I, I see the appeal of it as like a modern game with like updated uh, gameplay and like strategy and like they know how like combat works better now and crafting isn't as tedious. Um, so I can understand the appeal of that for like modern gameplay wise, but something I hated, like I said about like all the games after nine, is the direction they've gone towards modern, I guess, worlds in the Final Fantasy games, where everything's like incorporated with technology now. And I think in like thirteen, you summon like a robot or something, and like I said, everyone just becomes human, and it just comes all becomes very gentrified, if that's possible for a fantasy world. Like, it's like, oh, it's a modern world where we're driving around in cars. I'm like, I don't want cars. I want fucking fans. I want dragons and shit. I want zeppelins that just don't necessarily work. Like, they're just not practical in, like, any world. But in fantasy, they can because you don't need to be practical. You can be as, as ostentatious and ridiculous as possible. So, like, I don't know. I guess that is the, you know, um, the perspective 9 has set for me from my childhood. Because even 7 is... A city. It's pretty urban. It's got like cars and industrial shit. So like I don't know. When I hear Final Fantasy, I want fantasy elements. I don't like cities. I guess. I don't right. know. I got a weird relationship with that franchise. Okay. Um. That's an. Oh man. So another thing in me playing Kingdom Hearts too. This is uh, like a total tangent, but uh, one of the characters you run into is Mulan, and it's speaking of Final Fantasy. This is probably what brought me to this. Is like I hear uh, the voice actress of Mulan, and I'm like, that voice is so familiar to me. I'm like, that has to be the same voice as the lady from Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. So check it off your bingo cards, <laughs> listener. Um, God, we brought damn. it up, but no, that's what I, th- well, I just right now. I'm like, let me confirm it, and I'm right, dude. It's Ming <laughs> Na Wen. Uh, she's a vo- she's an actress, and that's what 
I mean? I went to her IMDb page and yep, there, there it is. Dr. Aki Ross in Final Fantasy, the spirits within. So it's just funny. Every time she's in my party fighting along with me being like, woo, or whatever the fuck she's yelling <laughs> as she's fighting. I'm like, well, you dude, know, I, I literally want to like catchphrase. Woo. Well, I'll try to find the sound clip if I can, but <laughs> yeah! I just want to like almost like turn off the game and just watch that movie. It's such a good movie. It's not. It's not. <laughs> you can like it. It's not a good movie. I, know. <laughs> I won't take that Talk away. Talk about <laughs> biased and rose-tinted glasses. Oh, man. Uh, we were, I think we were talking online, like I was talking on Twitter about uh, with uh, someone. Uh, was it Pat from the Melting Pats? Never watched. No, it was uh, Adam from Press Continue has never watched the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, I think he did recently. Oh, I think he finally got around to sitting down to watch that. We should get him on the show. And people were saying like, oh, this is a fucking awful movie. And it is. I love it. But I will acknowledge it's a shit movie. And I love it because it's shit. Like, I love how bad it is. But yeah, there's definitely stuff. It's just like, this is awful. This is this will never be good in anyone's palate. But you can still like it. Yeah, fair enough. And it sucks because we're like reminding me how much I like Final Fantasy 15. I'm like, yeah, I'll go check out the DLC. Well, the last one was canceled. So it's like, yeah, it's just go. like, it's a sinking ship that I'm like, oh, wait, this is good. And I forgot about it. Oh, too late. I I have heard the other ones like, was it Pronto, Gladius, like the other character uh, DLCs are very good. Like even in that video where the guy was very critical of it, he said those were good. His main complaint was they should have been in the game. Because, like, having to pay extra money to actually give a shit about these characters you have in the game the whole time is a stupid idea. So, uh, look forward to those. Those are probably actually very decent. Okay. Uh, last thing I want to mention before we finish this episode. Speaking of stupid ideas, apparently uh, Fallout 76 is doing really bad. Uh, getting lots of 4 out of 10s, 5 out of 10s. I'm like, eh, doesn't really surprise me. I have no interest. It's an early access Battle Royale Fallout game. Like... Bethesda is not known for well-made games. They're buggy as shit to begin with, let alone if it's early access. And uh, yeah, I saw a clip of it, and the gun was like floating away from the person's hand. But like when they pulled the trigger, still shot it when they reloaded, did all the animation. But it was a good foot away from their hand, uh, and like something was clipping through the ground. So yeah, it's that's kind of what I expect from Bethesda. And then the world just collapsed in on itself, and like polygons <laughs> were flying around. I was like, oh no, like. So it's much worse than I expected from Bethesda. Like, the glitches are real bad. So some people are enjoying it. It's like, hey, good for you. You enjoyed this, you know, I was going to say diamond in the rough, but it's more of a rough in a field of diamonds. Um, But, like, it's it's just not a finished game, and they're really just throwing this out here to grab money. It just feels like a really cheap money grab to me. Yeah, oh, man. So that's a bummer. And if anyone's keeping track and care about uh, Metacritic rankings, like, this game's doing below... is is worse than Leisure Suit Larry Wet Dreams Never Die, (laughs) and it's also sitting below Shaq Fu A Legend Reborn. So that just kind of puts it in perspective. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you can... You know, we were just talking about it. You can enjoy it. It's still bad, though. (laughs) Like, there's kind of a unanimous, like, you can't deny this is a buggy-broken game. Nope, so. you really can't. So we just got to accept it. But that's this yep. episode. Um, let's do some plugs. Uh, where can our listeners find you and your podcast? I got the Twitter fucking not great. Uh, but my other podcast is Are Weeb There Yet? W-E-E-B. It's where we watch anime and try and convert my buddy into turning into a weeb like me and the other co-host. Um, we watched Death Note, 
JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, that was a weird one for all of us. Uh, Mob Psycho, uh, Yuri on Ice. We're trying to get like the big titles out. Um, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, I think, is the next episode. I think that came out today, as well as this one, because every podcast releases on Mondays. Um, oh, and I'll plug uh, an artist I commissioned for a D&D thing. Uh, she drew some of my characters, and they're very good. Um, their handle on Twitter is Ghost Albrije, which is A-L-E-B-R-I-J-E. It's, uh, it's like those multicolored Mexican spirit animals. Oh, Alabrije, yeah. Alabrije, yeah. So, Ghost Alabrije. Very good. Very generous. Like, the drawing was much cheaper than I think it deserved to be, so I, I gave them an extra tip uh, for the holiday season. And nice. just really, like, really happy with the work they did. So, uh, check them out. They're very good. Very cool. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, tell a friend, tell a family member. Telephone. Uh, trying to think what else is going on. Oh, it's Sensitive Cyber Monday. There is a deal going on at Missed Out Records, my record label. So if you go to MissedOutRecords.com, there's only two of these bundles available. So if they're there, maybe get on it. But uh, I'm selling the first 10 cassette releases as a bundle for $30, where individually each cassette sells at like 6 bucks. So you're getting 50% off for a bundle of 10 cassettes. So if that's something you have any interest in and you want to start building a cassette collection, by all means, try to get one of these two bundles before they're gone. And also... Uh, we do have the month of December coming up right now, so you can look forward to our bonus episodes airing every Friday. Uh, I do have plans for best of game or no game, maybe an appearance from the Gamers Without Borders. So just keep checking your feed during the month of December. So that'll be something to look forward to. But we will be back next week. Thanks for joining us. See ya. Bye.